Are you tired of second-guessing every decision that you ever make? Today, we're going to uncover how to identify and challenge self-doubt on our journey to self-improvement. Hey everybody, welcome into another episode of Fast and Focus where we delve into topics that go beyond the realm of traditional self-discipline. I'm Zach Matthews, the head coach over here at Fast and Focus, and today we're going to be talking about how to confront self-doubt when it creams into our life and maintain a positive mindset and a growth mindset on our journey. So in the few minutes that we have together, I want to really dive deep into exploring how self-doubt originates. But then once we understand that, we'll discuss a plan for challenging it and making sure that it's not going to weasel its way into your life. All right. So first things first, let's understand, let's let's get a, a better understanding of where self-doubt originates in our lives and on our journeys, because the reality is self-doubt is not something that just happens overnight. You don't just wake up one morning and start doubting yourself. It's something that creeps in over time, over several repeated failures. I, I like to say that self-doubt is like the roaches that enter your house. They didn't just all come in at once. They started to creep through through the cracks. That's exactly how self-doubt operates in our minds. So to help you understand that process and, and how it originates, I actually want to refer to this chart here, which I've used in our Learn Helplessness episode as well. It's called the Emotional Cycle of Change. And it's, it's a graph made by Don Kelly and Daryl Connor way back in 1979. So this is something that is just as true decades later as when they first wrote it into a book that they created together. So this helps you understand the, the different emotional stages on your journey. There are five of them, as you can see there. But I wanna focus on the first three because this is when the self-doubt really creeps in. So stage one is that uninformed optimism phase. That's when you set the goals, you're riding the high, you, you don't really understand all the obstacles that are ahead. You, you know that there, there are some and you're willing at that stage to overcome them, but you don't understand the magnitude or the, the, the variety of obstacles that you'll undergo, right? You know, losing 50 pounds, generating a million dollars in business. Those are all great goals, lofty for sure, but great goals that you should, that would help you improve it's just about in that st that first stage, you don't understand all the obstacles, you're just riding that high, right? Now over days, weeks, even months maybe, maybe even years if you're, if you're lucky, stage two informed pessimism starts to take over. That's when you start to get, you know, you're not seeing the results you want, different obstacles are hitting you left and right, it seems like nothing's going right for you. You get below that pessimism line and you start to understand, hey, this is, there's a lot more to this than I thought. And then in stage three is the value of despair. So over time, over you know the course of stage two, when you're hitting, just feels like you're getting pelted left and right by different failures, different obstacles, nothing's going your way. You enter into that, that third stage, which is the valley of despair. Now, as we talked about in our learn helplessness video, which I'll put in the link, uh, put the link to in the comments below, um, the value of despair is when self-doubt and learn helplessness creep in. So over the course of stage one, stage two, and stage three, with all of those different little tiny failures and, and different obstacles that you faced, over time, if you let it, if you don't have that growth mindset, you can let self-doubt creep in. That's how over time it gradually occurs, okay? The, now, we need to understand that that self-doubt is what leads us to question our capabilities. It's actually not ourselves that's doing it. We're allowing that self-doubt to creep creep in and provide the narrative for us. Obviously, that's not what we want, so we need to understand 
that is just temporary. And, and, and as I always say, we need to embrace the facts, not the thoughts. So we need to focus on, and we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute, but we need to focus on what's happened and the wins that we've had so that we let those thoughts deteriorate over time. Okay, so now that you understand when self-doubt creeps in and the fact that it gradually happens between the first three phases of the emotional cycle, that being stage one, uninformed optimism, stage two, informed pessimism, and stage three, the value of despair, where it's most prevalent, now that we understand that, I want to talk about the different strategies that you can implement to overcome and challenge self-doubt. So um, let's start with the first one. The first one that I want to talk about is building your thought pattern awareness. So basically what, I'm, what I mean by that is I want you to become aware of when that self-doubt creeps in in your journey. Now, the interesting thing is that that is different for everybody. Some people... Um, don't have a problem setting lofty goals and they don't doubt themselves when they set those goals. It's during the process. So let me talk about the three different ways, um, the three different times, excuse me, that um, that, that self-doubt can creep in those thought patterns. So when you're building your thought pattern awareness, basically you want to ask yourself, when is it that that self-doubt creeps in? So is it during your goal setting? So like when you set a lofty goal, do you start to doubt, hey, I don't know if I can actually accomplish that? Um, is it when you face unfamiliar challenges? So some of us, I mean, none of us really like to face unfamiliar challenges, but some of us have a fixed mindset rather than a growth mindset, which means that we get scared. Like, you know, there's no better way, there's no other way to put it. We get scared when there's an obstacle that we're unfamiliar with. And so we, we kind of shell up, right? If, if you feel like that's you, then it's most, it's most likely that your thought patterns of self-doubt occur during that stage. And then lastly, some people don't have self-doubt until they get closer to the end. So when they start to look at the progress that they've made and they look back at the things that they've accomplished and they don't like what they see. Um, now, sometimes that's that happens when we don't like the progress that we made. So we don't see any or we don't see any progress. There's you know lack thereof, in which case, you know, it's all about proving yourself with with small wins that you are exactly where you need to be and you're going to become who you want to become. You just have to act those things out and and, and, and focus and, and implement the effort and time that it's going to take for you to achieve that goal. Once you understand and then start to build that thought pattern awareness, then the next step in challenging your self-doubt is to embrace the facts, not the thoughts. Now, this is one of my favorite things to always tell my clients is embrace the facts, not the thoughts. So what I mean by that is don't let that negative self-talk um, hinder you for too long. Don't don't dwell on it. Instead, focus on what's real, and what's real is the progress that you've made, no matter how small it may seem. So maybe you know you're on your way to losing 50 pounds. You haven't done that yet, but you've lost 10. Well, losing 10 pounds means that you're on your on the right on the right track. Even if you're not on pace for the time that you set for yourself, you're still on track to lose 50 pounds, right? If your goal is to generate a million dollars in sales for your company then you know obviously I'm, I'm nowhere maybe i'm nowhere close to that yet but i've gained two clients this week you know that kind of positive self-talk embracing the facts not the thoughts is what's going to help you challenge that self-doubt and remove it rather than letting it dwell in your house forever all right so now that we've learned how to embrace the facts ignore the thoughts and prove it to yourself with small wins then the very last thing we need to do to challenge self-doubt ladies and gentlemen 
is strengthen your mental imagery. Now, what I mean by mental imagery is basically it's that gift that you have to visualize something and, and visualize the way a scenario is going to play out before it actually does. Now, sometimes we can get ourselves into trouble because we only give ourselves one mental image of how things are going to go. It goes a completely different way and it throws us for a loop. When you're strengthening your mental imagery, you're actually giving yourself several different scenarios of the same thing playing out. That way, no matter what happens, you have kind of an idea of the route you're going to take and you have a plan in place beforehand. That's what I mean by strengthening your mental imagery. And you're actually, I actually want you to borrow a technique from a famous actor, Jim Carrey, um, and visualize your goals as already attainable versus like a thought. It's not a thought. It's a reality. It just hasn't happened yet. You do what Jim Carrey did. Do what Jim Carrey did, and visualize your goals as already attainable. Now we understand where self doubt originates from and how it gradually seeps into our lives. We understand three different ways that we can challenge that self doubt and make sure that it doesn't that we don't dwell on those negative thoughts. I just want to wrap up this video with this really cool story about Jim Carrey and his. Uh, overnight success so to speak now most people think that he became a famous actor overnight but it's actually many many years of hardship to get to that point so if you're unfamiliar with his story he's actually he's from Canada he moved to Toronto when he was in high school and um, he decided that he was gonna be a comedian now the Toronto com uh, comedic scene is not thriving or wasn't at the time so he decided if he was really gonna make it big if he was gonna be a comedian and a famous actor he had to move to Hollywood so the first few months, few years of him living in Hollywood were not good to him. He very he had just a few auditions. They didn't really go well. He started to hear directors say that they liked his work. He just wasn't the right fit for the role, yada, yada, yada. But he it left him penniless. The only thing that he had in his possession that I understand is the car that he would drive from audition to audition. But what he would do, instead of taking that as, as a reality and letting that self-doubt creep in, he would focus on the positive future that he had ahead that he had accepted as a reality. So he would drive down Mulholland Drive, the famous street in Los Angeles, every single night and visualize what was ahead of him. That, In his own words, I'd visualize what was ahead of me. He'd think about what he'd do when, when he had the, the money um, that, that he wanted. He would think about who he would help. He'd think about the possessions that he wanted, maybe a nice car. Um, he would think about the the you know how he would deal with the fame, how he would deal with the fortune, on and on and on, right? And he actually, he started to see success when he did that. So he started to get more callbacks. He started to get more opportunities, um, big and small. So he decided to kick things up to notch. He said, I'm, I'm really going to go all in on this and I'm going to bet on myself. So what he did was he pulled out a check, one of, one of his checks from his checkbook. He wrote, out, he, made, he wrote out a check for $10 million, wrote it out to himself, wrote it for acting services rendered and dated it for three years into the future. And so what's really cool about that, I mean, there's many cool aspects of that story, but just to keep it short and sweet and to the point, three year, just before that three-year mark in 1995, right before Thanksgiving when he dated that check, he found out that he was going to make $10 million off Dumb and Dumber alone. How about that for a strong story? That's what mental imagery, that's what embracing the facts, not the thoughts, and that is what um, building your thought pattern awareness can do for you. That's how you overcome and challenge self-doubt. Ladies and gentlemen, if you take nothing else from this episode, please let it be this. Self-doubt is always going to try to undermine your self-discipline. Always. It's always going to try to repeatedly creep its way in to what you're doing and the progress that you're making. But if we arm ourselves with awareness and the right strategies to, to challenge it, 
then we can conquer it with ease, okay? Cling on to that growth mindset. Clear out those negative thoughts because that's all they are. They're thoughts, okay? They're not reality. They're just thoughts. So view them that way and prove it to yourself with small wins. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Fast and Focus. Please like, share, and subscribe to support our channel and stay tuned for more strategies to fuel your self-discipline journey. Until next time, keep striving, stay disciplined, and focus on the journey ahead.